Welcome to another edition of Banter and Babble. I'm the dude 79, and joining me always, my esteemed colleague and renowned piece of shit, Mr. Fanboy Tone. Mr. Fanboy Tone, Mm -hmm. what's going on, dude? It's been a long week. I've not been feeling very good. (laughs) I think I got some of the con crud from last weekend, Yeah, but still living high on how amazing last weekend was. You had your... (laughs) See you, Cuddles. Have a good night, bro. Uh, yeah, dude, it's been a hot minute since we've done a show. It's, yeah. uh, we're, we're going to start getting back on schedule. I don't think we have any, I mean, I don't know what the fuck. This guy plans, he, he doesn't invite me to stuff, so I never know when stuff is going on until right. the last minute. So I don't know. I don't think we have to worry about anything. Um, uh, wow. What is, whoa, Quandale Pringle. I saw my brother get picked up. I wouldn't bother up. reading it. What's that? I wouldn't bother reading it. Do you know who it is? No. Oh, geez. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Quandell, appreciate it. Um, <laughs> see, that that's my problem. I always just start reading I whatever I see. I'm like I Ron Burgundy. I know. Just start reading things off without even checking it. Uh, yeah, you, Draston, yeah. and Josh from Half-Ass Beer Review, we had you guys made the trip down to Horror Hound in Ohio. Mm-hmm. But uh, as much fun as you guys had at Horror Hound, or maybe not so much fun, depending, it was... Kind of a mixed review on that. Right. Everything was made up entirely by several trips. Several trips. To the Third Eye Brewing Company in Ohio. Yes. We made several trips to Third Eye Brewing Company right there right across the street from Horror Hound. And yes, I... You know, we talk to them pretty consistently on social media. Their social media is great work out there. They do great beers. It's one of our favorite breweries, um, you know, at this time period. Uh, you know, you read the can. It says it's going to drink like this. It's got these flavors. Typically, it does exactly what it says, which can be sometimes <laughs> rare and hard to find in beers. But, uh, you know, we had a great day Friday. We were fortunate enough to meet uh Tom, one of the owners, um, we got to meet uh, Kelly, the brewmaster. Yes. Um, the boys met somebody else while I was away at the bathroom, and we also got to meet the brewery wife as well, too. She's active pretty much on social media as well, too. So uh, we had a great time, great food. And then the big reason, of course, we were there, besides the fact is I can't get there but a couple times a year, was for their special edition release oh, beer boy. here, as you can see, uh, for the weekend, Horhound Weekend, called Alien Bait. Alien Bait, which is a peanut butter blonde ale. 15%. And uh yeah, dude. I'm um let me read this to you guys. This is the, is this the description. Yeah, right here. Give it, give it up. Yep. <laughs> All right. Everyone knows the best way to catch a friendly extraterrestrial is with some peanut butter candy goodness. So we created our own tasty treat to pay homage to one of the true classics from the 80s. This easy-drinking blonde ale features peanut butter as the main character with marshmallow, vanilla, caramel, and graham cracker playing supporting roles to bring this nostalgic treat to perfection. Limited release for Horror Hound Weekend, produced and canned by Third Eye Brewing Company. Uh, yeah, this is called Alien Beat. You can see uh, there's there's E.T. and uh, what's my Elliot. man's name? Elliot. Elliot. They're, they're riding around. Hopefully he hasn't had too many drinks. And uh, dude, this is a huge, huge. This is their crawler, so it's thirty-two crawler. ounces. Thirty-two. Um, when you want to take one to go, if it's not available, they just they they tap it and then uh, can it right there for you, and you're good to go. So I brought this home for us to try right We're now. We're drinking well this too. tonight. We're gonna crack it open right now and give it a try because you got to try this because for me and Drasen's perspective, we couldn't leave this alone this weekend. I 
literally drink one other beer at the at the location this weekend. So I'm very excited. We are going to drink this now. All right. Um, let's see. I don't know if that's a bit going on or not. It might not be actually, because he's talking about where he lives. So yeah, I'm gonna give him one more. I'm gonna give him one more chance. <clears throat> right, we got a lot of head here, so bear with me. Jeez, is this your first time pouring one, bro? Well, I, I, you know what? I'm good. I'll take care well, of it. Well, if you do it to the side too much, you're going to lose some of the flavor. You don't want to do that. Uh, don't worry. That's I've done this before. While you're waiting for yours to settle, I'm just going to start dipping into mine. That's perfectly fine. I want all the flavors. Okay, okay. Ease up, buddy. Hey, hey, some hey. Of that too. Relax. I didn't have enough. I didn't have Relax. enough last weekend. All right. So, yes, this is... um. Go ahead and take a drink of that. See what that tastes. I'll just I'll drink my fluff. Oh I don't my mind. god, that smells so good. All right, that smells really fucking good. I'm excited. I'm excited. Wow. Okay, I forgot that was like mostly head. Yep. All right, here we go. Cheers. Tell me what that tastes like. Tastes like heaven. <laughs> right. Dude, that is smooth. How close does that taste like to a Reese's Pieces? That is right on candy. point with the Reese's Pieces. They used 25 pounds of graham cracker for this. I'm sorry, did you say 25 pounds of graham crackers? Mm-hmm. Wow. This literally tastes like you're eating a handful of Reese's Pieces, and it's delicious. Now, as you see behind us scrolling, we're, you know, just some pictures from the weekend. Oh my God. Some of the drinks, there's the first drink I had of this. You'll see some of the food. I had some bangers and mash, some wings that were great. The food's really great there. I had a Krabby Patty. Um, there were some other spots that we hit up to buy some beer as well, too. Um, so, you know, check a lot of that stuff out. But we had a great weekend. Um, you know, Whorehound was uh, was fun. Um, yeah, tell me about Whorehound, man, because, I mean, you were excited to go see Bruce Campbell. Yeah, that was a whole <laughs> bit trying to to meet them, like, you know, the the – I've been to a lot of conventions, and this is definitely a little bit unique, but they definitely need to run things a little bit more smoothly, be smoother, be better with their information. Tickets for, like, Bruce Campbell, I think, went live for, like, the photo ops maybe a week before or a week and a half beforehand. We didn't know. No one knew. Really? Yeah, if you bought tickets, you should have been notified of that. So we're in line hearing this, finding this out, or I found out two days in advance but hey, I'm not gonna be able to meet him. There's me with the crypt keeper, John. That Kassier. is awesome right there, though. Yep. That was awesome. Yep. Um, and they only had 400 extra tickets to be in line outside of the photo op, which I wanted the photo op to be guaranteed. Uh, we're we wasn't even in the doors yet, and there were 400 tickets gone. Sorry. So I didn't get uh, to meet Bruce Campbell, which is really unfortunate. Didn't even However, get to see him. no, no, because it's too busy. And Bruce Bruce is around a lot of times in Detroit doing things, so I I know I'll get a chance to see him. I, I'm not overly worried about it. However. I did get to again to meet John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, who was like my other guy I wanted to meet. Um, and, and I was fortunate enough to do that. He was very nice, very kind. Man, I had really a video nice ma- video. No, it wasn't like it wasn't some half-assed video. Like he no. really was like genuinely. He he loves awesome. he loves his fans. He loves connecting with people. Um, there was when I joined his Facebook group that he created on Facebook. There was less than five hundred people in there. It might even been like three or four hundred. There's only nine hundred and fifty now. And I told him I said, "Hey, I'm in the Facebook group." Blah blah blah. He thanked me for connecting with him online and being involved there as well too. Like you know, it was a it was a set price for an autograph, a photo op, and then the video. Why well, I, I wanted all of them for the price I was given to him. Mm-hmm. You know, which they don't set them by the way. It's conventions that set them, not them. Right. Um. You know, I'm like I gotta have the video, and you know, because I just hear great things. 
things and I see him on cameo and stuff and he just knocked out of the park. So yeah, that was um, dude, that video is awesome. That's in our discord. Make sure you're in yeah. there. Uh, and it's, it's a, it's an awesome video, man. That was really cool yeah. that he did that yeah. for you. Yeah, it was, it was great. So yeah, the, the setup of the convention was terrible. I mean, it was like different rooms. It was packed. There was no security. Uh, you couldn't so tell. So it wasn't really a wide you... open format. No, like no. Was... Most cons you go to, there's a big room. Yeah, and there's a huge like, room. Yeah. It, Sharonville <laughs> Convention Center is not really set up for that. Um, and it was, was this their first packed. time doing one or is this like. No, no, not for Cincinnati. I don't know. I don't know all the details on any of that, but I just know that it was, uh, Less than stellar experience um, because of how packed and how unorganized even the lines. So, you know, we just kind of busted early. I got to meet John, and we busted early. And uh, big quick shout-out to, um, you know, Bishop, a.k.a. Grayson, a.k.a. Uh, Porkchop Express, <laughs> a.k.a. Mike from Seven Dungeons. Um, I got to be second in line, or I was up second in line to, to meet John Kassir, the Crypt Keeper, and I realized, just like I should have known for a long time, cash only. <laughs> never, I do, never do I keep cash on me. I had 20 bucks. He had $65, and finally I was able to hail him and Josh come over, hand me the 65. I was able to get it taken care like, seconds away from me having to go and get, you know, something like that. So, oh, wow. Crazy to come through. So I really appreciate that. But um, thank you, John Kassir, for that experience. That was really great. Um, Whorehound Weekend was, you know, not a full bust. Um, again, I as you see these photos, you know, I, I love hanging out with Drass and love hanging out with with Seven Dungeons. Uh, Not you know, me, though. Guys, because uh, Mike went with us as well, too. Not oh, you. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Um, and, of course, Josh from Half-Ass Beer Review. We had a good time. We had a good weekend. Went to Third Eye a little bit earlier, yep. ate, drank, and then drove around to another couple spots, had some drinks and food. It was a great weekend overall. But at the end of the day, thank you also to Third Eye Brewing Company for being really awesome and really uh, kind to us. They they kept telling us that they loved our content. They, they see us tagging them out there. And uh, we just had a great time uh, hanging around the brewery as well, too. So what a great weekend. Can't wait to make it back down again sometime. So. Cheers. I uh I sat home and uh didn't get to uh, didn't get to go. I sat home. <clears throat> I can't even hear you from how good this is. It sounds like no, no, the videos, dude, the photos, the drinks, I mean the food, uh the Krabby Patty that we see in here. Uh this I mean it looks like you guys just had a great time and that's awesome mm -hmm. that uh you know Third Eye Brewing is right across from the convention center. Mm -hmm. So you were able to just hop over there. Go to Horror Hound, come back, get yeah, some drinks. If you want, yep. And yep. It's, uh, and based on the photos I seen, I mean, they they were packed. Like like Third Eye was packed. Yeah, it was it was pretty packed. And you know that's the nice thing is like it's all right there. Like that that stretch between Dayton and Cincinnati, it's a lot to do. It's like a metropolitan area down seventy five, and you know Drassen lives like in the middle of it basically. So it's pretty awesome. Man, I can't help but notice also. And there's a photo in there, man. Drassen is a hell of a host. He had a spread, a breakfast spread, that. I would just be so thankful for. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we were definitely thankful for breakfast. What was in that spread? I mean, that was White Castle breakfast. So. I don't even know they did breakfast, dude. Yeah. I walk upstairs. It's Friday morning. We got in late Thursday or early, really Friday. Was that Krabby Patty. Yeah, it was delicious. Um, Those fries are so good. And we walk upstairs. He's like, well, breakfast is up. Let's go upstairs. So we went up breakfast. It smells good. You know, I'm getting the breakfast. It smells, <laughs> no, right? It smells great. Oh, and picked up breakfast. Okay. Awesome, and I see the bags sitting there, and I don't really look too much. I saw some blue and, and, and brown, and I'm like, oh, probably Culver's. I don't fucking know. Who knows? <laughs> or maybe something local. I grab my Celsius out of the fridge, turn and look, and he's got a big dumb grin on his face, and the bags, he's starting, he's starting to show off the bags to me, and it says White Castle on it. And I don't know the face <laughs> I made or the look on my face. All I know is that whatever expression I created was enough to have him bow on the floor laughing because he said it was all worth 
going to get it and whatever it was just to see the look on my face. I mean, it's White Castle, um, bro. But now, at the end of the day, I will say this. Um, the only thing I didn't like was the breakfast sandwich that was basically had a hamburger patty on it with an egg with the dumb onions on it. That was gross. <laughs> their breakfast food was pretty good. Like, I was surprised. Wait, like, their breakfast sandwich is really a hamburger patty with an egg? One of them. No, no, they had like a chicken and waffle one. They had oh, a okay. yeah, yeah, they had they had um uh bacon egg like anything you'd get normally, but it didn't give me gut rot later at all, anything like that. Like hey. I was I was surprised. So so far, White Castle, much like I do say Taco Bell, their breakfast is better than their lunch. So yeah, man. I mean, when it comes down to breakfast, I mean, I, I love a, a steak egg bagel from McDonald's, but the crunch wrap, the breakfast crunch wrap oh. is aces. But, dude, have you had Wendy's breakfast yet? Everybody says it's good. I know. Dude, their honey chicken biscuit is mm. phenomenal. Yeah. It is really, really good. Everything else is just kind of like mid. Mid, yeah. But their 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 honey chicken biscuit is fucking great. Awesome. Okay. It is really good. But, yeah, the breakfast crunch wrap, man, that's just like – Oh man! If I'm not getting, if I'm not getting the 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 steak egg bagel from McDonald's, mm-hmm. which I still is just my favorite thing. I don't know if it's the sauce. I don't know if it's just it's hardly it's the sauce. Everything too. about yeah, it, man. It's, it's just really, it's, it's just a good really bagel. good. But man, the breakfast crunch wrap. Do you go bacon or sausage or steak? Oh, I'm a bacon. I'm a, I'm a bacon. I go bacon too. I'm a bacon guy normally. Their sausage is okay, but their bacon. It, uh, I think in the crunch wrap, sausage is bacon so, is just so much better. I just feel like. McDonald's sausage specifically is so good that all the other ones just kind of suck. Like I, I normally won't order sausage anywhere else, but at McDonald's I do. Um, I just like the sausage to me. Like sausage, sometimes I feel like is the stuff that if it's undercooked or too something is gonna get in the gut. Like bacon usually is pretty consistent uh-huh. as far as flavor and everything, but different sausages can throw off flavors. Cuddle says Hardee's sausage is better. Hardee's breakfast is. Like the creme de la creme of like fast food breakfasts. I mean, you're talking like they'll even, they even have sausage gravy and biscuits. They oh, got yeah. omelet sandwiches. Like their their sausage. I haven't had it in a long time, but it's it's really good breakfast. I'm a big fan of Hardy's breakfast. I'm gonna try to make. I'm not even joking, dude. One of these days, <clears throat> maybe on a weekend, I'm gonna have you come over. I'm gonna make that brisket and gravy. It's like basically sausage gravy on biscuits, but you use brisket instead because yeah, brisket's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it just looked it's incredible. My red meat, and I did see. That uh, video you shared on Facebook of the burger that you want me to make, um, that thing looked fucking ridiculous. Was too. it that melt? Yes. Yeah, it was that melt. <laughs> that blew me away when I was watching him yeah. do that shit. That looked uh, pretty yeah. incredible. Crash says, McDonald's breakfast makes me poop. I got to get an egg and cheese biscuit if I want anything. Egg and cheese biscuit? It's not bad. McDonald's isn't as bad. The big one you got to be careful of is Burger King's breakfast. It's a big burger. I just don't fuck with Burger King breakfast, man. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I've, I've never had. I've yeah. never had. Yeah, but um, I've never really been big on their breakfast. But dude, yeah. their melts right now. Yeah. I'm telling you, I can't leave it alone. I, there's a spicy one. I love that one. Bacon original spicy. Bacon original spicy. You had the bacon one the other day, didn't you? Yeah. Was, How was that? Pretty good. It was fucking awesome. How does it compete with the spicy? Uh, the spicy is so good though. If you want that kick, you gotta have those jalapenos. It's it's that stacker sauce that kind of like the stacker. Is that what that is? That sauce that's on that dude. That thing sauce. is so good. The spicy melt is See you, buddy. Feel better. pretty ridiculous. No, that's all good, Carlos, man. I hope you feel better, bro. We'll talk to you. Crash says, I miss the BK Breakfast Cine Minis. Oh, yeah, those are awesome. What were the Cine Minis? Just little cine, like, cine mini like, cine, like, cinnamon rolls. Like, they had like three or four oh, of them Oh, okay. okay. They were delicious. I do like the Cinnabons from uh, Taco Bell. Those are gr- unbeatable. Though they're really fucking good, dude. Yeah. Like, when you bite into those things and you just get that warm gooey right. shooting down It's your like throat. when you order a crunch wrap in those and your grande burrito and somebody brings you five or six of your thoughts <laughs> of regular Tell burritos. Tell the story. Tell the story. 
This is hilarious. Two dude. Saturdays ago, you ordered the most epic breakfast. I I took the time to properly make the Crunchwrap breakfast cruncher. I don't ever do Grubhub very often. I'm very like I I'm just not like I don't do it. Brittany knows what's up. Yeah, and <laughs> I I ordered my bacon Crunchwrap. I tweak it a little bit. I'm playing around. I get the grande burrito. I play around with that. Get the sauce on there that they usually put on everything else, you know. And then get my Cinnabons, right? Because I'm the the Cinnabons, right? They're fucking good. I'm I'm excited, right? It's like 10:30 shows up, and I get a bag that says Rod Roderick or something <laughs> on it. It's got five or six of their cheap sausage burritos, oh, no. five cinnamon twists, Diablo sauce, which tastes like shit, and I like spicy stuff. Uh, uh, and that was it, and like a couple of cups of that really good sauce that I like there. Yeah. And I'm like, bro, you gave me the wrong bag. And he's like, sorry, bro, they, gave, they <laughs> hand me the bag. So, I'm like, somebody else it. is getting your your epic meal. That's I'm like, motherfucker. I went through fucking hell, and, and they refund you pretty good through Grubhub, but it was the customer cert. Like the lady even questioned <laughs> the burritos I got because she was trying not to refund me for the whole thing. I'm I'm like, yo, it's the principalities involved. <laughs> Did not get, it was so mad. I got like twelve messages from this guy. I was signal, and he was pissed. Fucking man. livid because I didn't want the refund. It was ten thirty. Right. I would have been happy if somebody bring me the new breakfast. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Before we went live, um, I came down here, turned everything on. I was like, cool, man. All right, ready to do a show. I haven't done one in a couple weeks. And I turn everything on, and I'm like, I have no Bluetooth. I have no nothing. Nothing is working at all. No Wi-Fi. Like, all my wireless shit is dead. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to, like, flip out. And I'm on the horn with Drastin. He's trying to stream, and I'm blowing up in his signal. Yeah. I'm nuking Tone's signal. I am on the cusp of quitting streaming altogether. Because I'm like, I'm done, dude. I don't use this laptop for porn. I don't use it for anything other than this shit. And for whatever reason, I step away for a week, and I come back down here, take it out of rest mode, and all my wireless stuff is dead. It's like, what the fuck? And I'm restarting it, restarting it. It's not working. I'm like, I'm like ready to tell Tone. I'm done, dude. I'm, I'm done. I am all done. I'm quitting streaming. I'm deleting all my socials and just disappearing into the ether. I'm gone. And Drassen's like in the middle of the stream. He's like, hey, just try powering it down and unplugging it. And I thought it was a bit at first. I'm like, oh, ha, ha, reset right. your modem, wait 10 minutes. I'm like, I already fucking restarted this thing 12 times. So I shut it off, and I talk to the voices in my head that are telling me to burn the house to the ground. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm not going to do that. I turn it back on, and everything's there. Everything works. So I don't know why it's different Drastin save day when I again. power it down as opposed to restarting because I'm basically just doing the same thing. I'm just restarting it. Crazy. Here we go. Uh-oh. Is it, is it again? He said, here we go. No, I think he's like. Oh. Uh, I, yeah, no. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear here we go. If I restart it, it should do the same damn thing as powering down. Mm-hmm. I'm, restart- I'm restarting it. Anyways. Anyways. Thanks for pick, uh, thanks for uh, putting up with the uh, robot voice. It'll probably happen again, knowing audio is still good. All right, good. Perfect. Let's get to the. We're first gonna move topic. on. We're gonna move we're on. We're gonna get the first to, uh, topic. Let's get to first this. topic. Uh, Jesus what fucking Christ. We've been playing, Tony. You haven't been playing shit because you've just been busy. But dude, yeah, I've been playing shit. I right. played through you Resident Evil before I beat it last night. Wow, how many hours? It, dude. I was just gonna get to that. So we played. I played Resident Evil two. Like that one a lot. That was really cool playing that. I mean, that was like yeah. the first time we saw the, what they can do with they, when they do a remake. Like it's proper. It's it's modernized. It looks good. It sounds good. 
And I liked Resident Evil 2. I thought it was decent. I didn't like Mr. X. I know there's a lot of people that love Mr. X. Right. I did not like the implementation of Mr. X. I thought it was kind of annoying. Lady Dimitris from 7 was a little bit easier to manage. I didn't feel like she was as overbearing as Mr. X. Like, Mr. X is literally on your ass for the entire game, and I didn't really care for that. I was like, dude, I just want to try to explore this place yeah. and find shit, and you're just constantly dealing with Mr. X. Resident Evil 3 comes out, and I beat that shit in like six and a half hours. Yeah, easy. Again, I appreciate the effort that was put into the remake. It's a good-looking game, it's it, and, it, and it plays really good. But, dude, that, that's a short story. $60? $60 for like a six-and-a-half-hour experience. Nah. And now, I'm going to tell you right now, dude, I never played Resident Evil 4. I didn't play it on the GameCube when it was a huge hit, and I never played it when it came to other systems after a while. There are many iterations of it that have dropped on many systems since then, but I never played it. And right. then I went to 5. I really liked 5. I know there was a lot of – it was very divisive. There was a lot of longtime fans mm -hmm. that didn't like 5. I'm mixed. I didn't really understand it. All I know is I liked it. It was cooperative. It was action-y. It, mm -hmm. it had some horror elements. I was okay with it. I, I enjoyed 5. So finally, this Resident Evil 4 remake comes out, and I jump into it, dude. It took me almost 20 hours to get through 16 chapters. 20 hours, dude. It's not too bad. Uh, and this is by far my favorite story I played in a Resident Evil game. Even though I, I feel like 7 and 8 are really, really good. 8 mm -hmm. is exceptional. 8 is really, really great. 4 is fucking awesome. Force peak. I really, really enjoy 4. I understand mm -hmm. the hype behind it. Leon Scott Kennedy. I, I like it. Uh, I mean, and the thing is, man, I think it is infinitely better than 2 and 3. Mm -hmm. I like 2. 3 was okay. Infinitely better than two and three combined. Sure. Like much, yeah. much better. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now, after playing four, now I kind of understand why people didn't like five mm -hmm. because four was like this whole new way to play Resident Evil compared yes. to like two and three. Like they really changed some things up compared to those. Over the shoulder, not fixed cameras. A lot of changes that people really appreciated. And mm -hmm. then when you hit to five, you kind of abandon the stealth element that was really cool in four. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a huge focus of the game but it was it was a legitimate way to play the game using stealth to get by certain ways get behind get the takedowns mm -hmm. eliminate threats that way but when you got to five like it is full-on action yeah, it is. but it still has some of the resident evil stuff that i liked about it there was mm -hmm. some good horror there was like some uh um some very grotesque horror i mean like cosmic horror almost so to speak yeah there was some cool there's some about cool it. stuff in there uh, but, man, going back to 4 now, having played that, 4 is fucking great, you guys. Like, the story is phenomenal. Uh, Leon is fucking badass. Great character. Uh, Luis is a fucking great character that he he, mm -hmm. he works with. So you're not really sure what to make of Luis yet uh, when you meet him, but, like, awesome character. Um, what's her name, Ashley? I buy that for a high price. <laughs> Dude, that guy is awesome. I really like the, the merchant. Mm -hmm. He's hilarious. Uh, Ashley is one of those characters where you don't get annoyed. Because sometimes when you when you have a character, there's a lot of people that didn't like uh, Atreus in um in God sure. of War. A lot of people that didn't like Ellie sometimes, and, and you know when in especially in the first one, like that's an annoying character. Ashley isn't overbearing, mm. and she's very supportive, mm -hmm. encouraging, and you get to play as her too. She has a pretty cool segment through mm -hmm. like a, a library and, and whatnot. But uh, really cool character there. Um, and I'm gonna tell you right now, dude, the ending, it it's it, I guess it has the same type of premise as the original not quite as hammy with a certain character but it is alluding that we might get a resident evil 5 remake i didn't think we would get one mm -hmm. I, I felt like those games are close enough where like you don't have to really give it that treatment mm -hmm. but dude there is enough in the end credits scene where i think that we might see a resident evil 5 remake 
Capcom's one of those companies that like to recycle very often. So, you know, uh, for me, like, I want to play. I'll get to this some point, I figure. I'm not, you know, rushing to it because I, I put some time into it many years ago. So I'm not really rushing to it, but I want to play it. Five, I'm mixed on. Um, if there was a five as well, too, because it's fully co op, yep. that'd be a fun one to probably play again as well, too. So, um, no, I'm glad you got to finally experience it. It's literally one of the creme de la cremes of that, like I said, of that series, if not still peak. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, it's very, I feel iconic. like eight really pushes it. I feel like right. eight really pushes it. I guess what I should say is like j- the, the GameCube era, and this is going to be me stroking Nintendo for a minute here, the GameCube era saw certain games that kind of came out of it that kind of rehashed. Or revitalized series as well too. Mm-hmm. Shit, I don't know if we've even seen an F Zero since the GameCube version, and there's rumors of that getting a remake finally. Oh wow! But like between Metroid Prime and Resident Evil Four being two of the biggest ones that I can think of that came out, and uh, you know even Mario Sunshine got a lot of hate mm-hmm. from a lot of people. There's a lot of other people that that completely disagree that say that that kind of like they, they rejuvenize the series with that entry, and I know that's usually controversial, but you know GameCube with the ATI that it was running with when the PS2 was out and the Xbox like. Listen, the GameCube ran really smooth. Yeah. yeah, they had a more colorful palette, but everything looked really crisp, really sharp. We got some great Rogue Squadron. This is that is why that system certainly out of all the Nintendo ones outside of the Super Nintendo was one of my favorites until recently with the Switch is because of games and series like this that really got to actually kind of spread their wings uh, and kind of give like it was one of those times where I think I feel like Nintendo was like Let's let's kind of like open it up or, you know, maybe the developers, I guess, just to say more than anything. So and honestly, that's still my favorite Mario Kart as well as Double Dash. Double Dash, you know, created the whole sure. two character and stuff like that. So uh, um, I, I love seeing a, a game from that era get this kind of love. And this is, a you know, again, a great series. So, yeah, it was really, really cool. I do know um, that uh, the Mercenaries mode will be dropping, uh, I believe, on April 7th. Nice. So they'll be getting that'll be a part. I think that's a free update. Uh, a lot of people have been wondering if we're going to get the Ashley DLC. I guess there was an Ashley DLC that came out for it. There was no mention of it yet, but somebody was able to data mine it, and I guess they found it that it's something that could possibly be coming to this, sure. uh, which would be cool. I don't know what Ashley's d- DLC consisted mm-hmm. of, uh, but I would love to play more of it. Like I said, this was a really, really good game, you guys. Like It's it's just a really well done. Obviously, I, I don't know what kind of huge changes were made because obviously this is a remake, so they they take some liberties and maybe mm-hmm. change some stuff or update some stuff compared to the original one. Resident Evil Four remake definitely worth a look if you if it's something that you've been into, please check it out. If you've played through it, let us know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube <clears throat> what you think of this remake. How do, how does it hold up compared to the original? What are some of the things you like? Some of the changes you didn't like? And do you hope to see a Resident Evil Five remake? I kind of hope we do because I liked Five. Uh, but I would like to see what kind of changes they would make with the remake, and then you and I could play through it together. Yeah. That'd be pretty sweet, man. All right, Tone. Now, this weekend, dude, Mm. this is a big weekend for wrestling fans. Big-time weekend. Goes Hollywood. It is WrestleMania going Hollywood this Saturday and Sunday. Mm. We're going to do a quick preview. Now, I don't follow WWE much at all, I just follow basically what's going on with Rohit and right. Jake something and, and some of the smaller circuits. But you do follow the WWE, mm-hmm. and there are some matches that you're really looking forward to. There's mm-hmm. the, the, like Overall, before we get into the individual yes. matches, what's your thoughts on this card? Uh, you know, I'm still quizzical about doing two days, uh, so I know they've been doing that for a couple of years. I'm not fully into that, but I get the fun, and I get why it's big and it makes it more of an extravaganza, so... I'm fine on that. Um, 
you know, because I feel like some <laughs> of the card, like, it, it almost, like, loses some of its luster because some of the matches feel like just kind of added on to give content, and there are a couple on there. We're not going to cover all of them, but trust me, there's plenty of them on there. That being said, um, there are some really massive matches on here uh, that, as a fan of some of these uh, folks, I'm excited to see happen as well, too, so... Um, you know, overall, uh, between Saturday and Sunday, there's really a one big one or one, two, maybe on Sunday that I care about the most, but Saturday still seems to be the one that I, I, I tend to lean a little bit more towards, but we'll see, you know, who knows, I guess it depends on how they play out. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I honestly, I didn't stop watching or I had stopped watching WWE, uh, in like 2016 ish, we'll say maybe 2015 ish. Sure. Somewhere in that vicinity because I just got tired of the same bullshit, got tired of the Vince McMahon shit, blah, blah, blah. I said I would not watch anymore until he either died or passed it off to somebody else, hopefully Triple H. And, you know, last uh, summer uh, uh, he got into some trouble with some uh, sexual allegations and paying off these allegations. <laughs> so his uh, son-in-law took over Triple H, uh, a wrestler that's one of my all-time favorites. So ever since then... I've been watching. I started with SummerSlam last year and, um, you know, started progressively watching more and more. And as the months kept proceeding on, <clears throat> the product started getting better. You could tell. You could tell that he was building and building and Triple H had his handprint of or fingerprint. And here we are now, WrestleMania, and there's some storylines and stuff going on that are really written well. Like, I love AEW. I want to say I'm not one of these people. There's, there's, there's people out there that are WWE fanboys and AEW fanboys and they fight back and forth, back and forth, blah, blah, blah. So it's it's dumb. It's almost as bad as Star Wars fans or even, I don't know, uh, Sony and, and Xbox fanboys. But um, there is some really good stuff that's been going on on both products. I watch AEW mostly for the wrestling. I wish there was some better story development. That's because it's still a new company. You know, what? whatever. That I watch them for really good wrestling and people you don't get to see that aren't like it's not it's not sports entertainment. This is sports entertainment, heavy on the storylines, heavy on the character development and the and the camera shots, and I enjoy that as well too. I like a good mix of both. I enjoy both products for what they are, and I'm having a blast with this. This mania though, this is the first WrestleMania um that I'm going to be watching in at least both nights in like years. That's awesome. So I'm pretty hyped about it. So. Before we get to that first matchup, dude, Tone. Yes, we're on our it. second drink tonight. This is from the Maple. Grill out in Hemlock, and we are trying out their seltzers. They have some seltzers. They have five flavors, and the one we're going with tonight is a strawberry lemonade seltzer. Smells good. Smells good, and it tastes pretty good. Yeah, I drink that often. (laughs) It's good. It's got a little bit of a bite, though. A little bite. I didn't expect that from maybe the lemon, but a little tartness on that, but that's a pretty solid... uh, Crap. That's kind of that's what I would expect from a seltzer, though. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a bite. Strawberry lemonade. The strawberry isn't as pronounced as I was like, but I can definitely say I can I mean it has the lemonade feel mm-hmm. to it. The consistency. You get the strawberry kind of at the beginning and then it just kind of the, the, the strawberry lemon. could I, the strawberry could be just a little bit yep. more pronounced. Yep. The lemon definitely uh it takes lemonade. over. Lemon definitely <laughs> takes over, yeah. It's uh, strong, but it, like the lemon flavor is strong. But it's it's a uh, dude, this would be a nice it's summertime mm-hmm. sitting outside. If a you had just, drink. yeah, just think of if you just matched a barbecue oh, plate yeah. full, like just this is the perfect kind of thing because it's light, it's lemonade, it's strawberry, and like this would be perfect after that big meal. You don't want to drink a heavy beer, you want yep. a salty. This is perfect. Yeah, that's like I said, man. They they continue to just do great work man. out at the uh, the Maple Grill out in Hemlock. They have, like I said, they have five flavors. 
There's strawberry lemonade. There's a cranberry. There's a blueberry. They have quite a few uh, a selection. They've also got some new new beers up on the menu uh, that we're going to have to check out at some point. Like some of them looked really good. I got a cran apple ale upstairs that I have not tapped into yet. That's, that's what's up. The, the wife wants to try out. So we'll be drinking that this week and get our thoughts on that. But um, this is a nice. I think this is for their first time doing seltzers. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is a good attempt. This is a great attempt. I think this is a Big really can. good attempt. I would just like a little bit more strawberry. Just a little bit. More just a little bit more lemonade. Part part of it's fine. A little more strawberry. A little more strawberry. But tone? Yes. We're going to look at uh, six matchups that stand gonna, out to yep, you that you're about, excited about. Yep, these are the six I picked. I wanted to keep, try to keep around five or six that I'm really excited about. Up first, Seth fucking Rollins up against Logan Paul. Yes. Um. So the reason I wanted to highlight this is just because Log- everybody knows who Logan Paul is. He's an internet for mama mom. Um, and he's a knucklehead from all, a lot of people's standpoints. Now, he's been doing this for about a year. His contract's actually going to be done after WrestleMania. And I know Tricky at one point was on here and we were talking about it a while back. Here's the thing about Logan. Say what you want about him. I'm not going to debate anything. I don't I don't care enough about him to watch anything else that he does. Mm-hmm. Him and his brother, as goony as they are, when they do something, they don't they don't just like half ass it no. at all. They go full in. He wrestles in a year or two that I watched him wrestle and we've talked about this briefly before. He looks like he's been wrestling for years. Mm-hmm. He's done a great job. He's very he's he's athletic. He he looks great in a ring. Um, he's been feuding on and off with Seth freaking Rollins since last year. Now <laughs> Seth Seth is somebody who has managed to continue to reinvent himself yep. and be relevant every time. I'm a big fan of Seth Rollins, also because he's a big Slipknot fan because he's from Iowa. I love that he has his his entry music has a song to it that the crowd sings. And when you can get a crowd behind you, no matter if you face or heel, yeah. when you can do that, that shows you have that it factor. And he's had that it factor for a long time. But for me to get drawn into him, I just love the bits and the laughs he does. He's like everything he does, even his shoots are great. Like Seth freaking Rollins rocks, and I, I, I just, I'm, I'm excited for this to have an end to it. Um, but I want to make sure that I give Logan Paul at least the respect that he deserves, which is, you know, getting in the ring, training. And doing really well at it, so not everybody can do that. I agree with Crash. It's annoying how good he is. It really kind of is. It pisses me off. I, I, I but I, you know, you got to respect it. So um, I'm excited to see that just because I love watching Seth Rollins wrestle. But honestly, I'm kind of curious to see what kind of a game that Logan probably pushed up for too. Seth Rollins can go all day. We know that he's yeah. a former champion. But you know what? What's what's this match going to look like? I think it's going to be one of the more entertaining ones. So I, I'm here for it. So I'm excited about that one. Okay. Up next we have uh, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Uh, yep, Asuka and Asuka. Bianca. Asuka. Asuka. Yep, Asuka. Yeah. I was going Ahsoka. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Ahsoka. Asuka is one of the phenoms of uh, the ladies division there in, in wrestle or in WWE. Uh, she comes to NXT. She's from uh, Japan. She just recently took over her Kana. Um, gimmick again. Uh, I think sometime last fall, uh, that was a big thing. It was kind of like her evil persona um, when she was in Japan. So people were excited to have it. So she's been playing a lot of mind games. Bianca Belair uh, won the uh, title last year at SummerSlam after having like a minute match at some point the year before, whatever it was. Um, and she's uh, also really well homegrown. I love Bianca Belair. She's a very like overly vibe, sure, super positive, great for you, like young girls to look up to. She's a great like role model in this sense, a great champion. She she puts on great matches. She's athletic. She's fast. 
It's a great like, and and the thing about As- Asuka is that even though she's trying to be heel, like people like me are just so fans of her, it's hard to see her like that. Yeah. But I just I'm really excited for this match because they're both very talented, and it's you know it's a it's a it's a title match, so they're gonna put all their alls into it behind it. So I'm really excited to see where this goes. I honestly have no idea who's gonna win the belt. I can see them taking off Bianca and giving it to Asuka, but at the same time, Bianca's been such a great champion, it might be hard pressed to pull it off of her. So. Blanco says, the Pauls are asswipes trying to claim they had it rough growing up. In the words of the cuddly one, fuck them kids. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, no one's disagreeing with that, but, like, you know, it's hard to to talk the talk and walk the walk, and that's the thing about this. We've seen a lot of people come in through wrestling since literally, and it was WWE that started it in the early 80s with, you know, guest appearances and, and like, celebrities and stuff like this, and people trying to do that. You know, let's all not forget in WCW – we had, um, uh, you know, the Worm, aka Dennis Rodman, with NWO <laughs> and uh, and Carl Malone, the Postman, you know, wrestling stuff like that with DDP. You know, the guy. I mean, they did a couple moves, they get a couple spots. The difference is here is Logan Paul wrestles like he's a wrestler, and that's what's wild about it. I'd rather have Robocop back. <laughs> yeah, pull. Yeah, Stave Sting from the cage from the, dun- from the Dungeon of Doom, whatever it was, or the whatever. Yeah, funny. But anyways, I'm excited about that match. It's gonna be a fun match. Up next. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rhea Ripley is Bay. Oh, okay. That's all it is to it. She's Bay. Rhea like, Ripley's Bay. I'm huh? a super fan. She's she's she loves metal music. She's a badass. She's she's. I think she's kind of turning face. I'm excited to see that kind of turn. Um, it's more about her than it is Charlotte Flair. I, Charlotte Flair is a great wrestler. She's the daughter of Ric Flair. I've never just been keen on her, but uh, Rhea Ripley is Bay, so I'm hoping she gets that belt. I want to see her win again. She's had it before, um, but I don't think she's had the SmackDown title. I think she had the Raw title, if I remember correctly. Um, but both of these women are great wrestlers. I anticipate this match to be a fucking amazing match, technical and everything. Like, uh, it's gonna be a good mix of everything. But I love Rhea Ripley, and I want her to fucking get that belt and I I want her to go hopefully face and hopefully the judgment day separates and her just to go and do her own thing because she doesn't need anybody to help carry her she's she's badass on her own so That's very very excited spoken like a true super fan who probably has a ton of socks stuffed in his couch <laughs> thanks Ray really for all the memories Jesus Christ <laughs> Ablanco says I can't read what Ablanco said moving on to the next match yes Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes this is my most anticipated match like probably a lot of folks oh really uh, as well yeah uh uh I am a um as I say Rhodes family fan for life I have loved Cody Rhodes since he was in legendary under or excuse me legacy under um the the Viper Randy Orton in 2004 2005 along with Ted DiBiase Jr. Then he became Dashing Cody Rhodes, and then he did kind of his run as Cody Rhodes, and then he did the Stardust thing that he got you know uh, wedged into, and then he went and did some indie stuff, went to New Japan, was part of the Bullet Club, then helped create AEW and piss off AEW fans because he wouldn't go heel this that, and the other. I, I don't give a shit. Like at the end of the day, <laughs> I he, they keep saying finish the story. More than likely, he's going to go over on Roman. Roman's had the belt for almost a thousand days. That's oh, how long yeah. he's had that. So you think this is it? I think it's finally it. Roman deserves a fucking vacation and a break. He needs to go home, hang with the family, rest up, heal up, whatever it is. It's time for a Rhodes member, not because Dustin, who is Gold Dust, yeah. still in AEW, you know, uh, never got the belt. His dad never got the belt in WWE. It's time for Cody. I think Cody, when he signed that two-year contract, that was part of it, you know, um, was to have a title shot, and I think this is going to be it for him. And 
you know, I know Sami Zayn's a lot over, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but I I love Cody Rhodes. I love the Rhodes family. I want to see that legacy that that finish that story. These two have had some of the best fucking promos that I've seen in the last couple years oh, even really? over AEW. There's been some great ones there. There's been some great ones here. The 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 back and forth between the, these two and Paul Heyman, the story they've been telling, even though it took a minute to get going because R- Cody was out until Rumble, has been fucking phenomenal. The last few Raws right. have been epic as shit. And um, now that being said, that, that I clearly am I'm a, I'm a Cody guy. I want to see him win. I want to see people are happy to have him in WWE. It's a big deal mm-hmm. because it's the first so far person that WWE has gotten from AEW, whereas AEW has gotten a lot of WWE people. Sure. And it's a big name, and he used to wrestle here. So it's kind of like coming home from as well, too. Now, Roman Reigns was great with the Shield. I didn't like when they were pushing him as a face. Nobody did. It was like when they were trying to shove it down your throat with John Cena years ago. That never ends up well. But when they put him with Paul Heyman and they made him a heel and created the bloodline, I mean this wholeheartedly, any wrestling fan, and you may or may not agree, but you probably agree, the bloodline is one of the best storylines told in wrestling in a decade period oh, wow. at least that good huh the storyline of the bloodline is fucking absolutely perfection brilliant storytelling everything from his cousins everything with the tribal chief everything that they're doing with it is fucking absolutely brilliant anything you have paul Heyman involved instantly is going to be a couple stars above in my opinion anyways but this this what they've been doing and the fact that his mic skills have gotten better these promos have been absolutely top notch and while you love to see the story. It's the chase. It's always about the chase. Even though it's been short for Cody, th- this has been they 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 put the fucking pedal to the metal right away with it, and it's been it's been uh, top notch. So I I can't wait for this match. Like I said, I think that Roman is gonna probably uh, have Cody go over on him. Uh, I'm fine on that. It's time for probably it's got to end at some point, right? And it's a good way to do it as well too. A little predictable. I understand folks feel like that way as well too, but. Roman deserves a break. He's done a great job carrying it as a heel uh, and doing what the Bloodline's done. Bloodline's brilliant. Hands down, it's one of the most brilliant things they've done. Tricky agrees with you, uh, and so does Perfect Wolf. The, the, the Mario Kart prodigy. The Mario Kart prodigy. There he <laughs> is. in the chat tonight. What's up, Wolf? Yeah. He agrees, man. It's not even close. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just, like, I, like I said, I love AEW for the wrestling. They need to work on their storyline. They're booking a little bit, They've, but I still enjoy them. I watch them. I love the wrestlers in there. I watch WWE because there's a lot of wrestlers I love. I love their storytelling, sure. and they just do it better right now, and that's just the way it is because it, it, it's more sports entertainment. Um, but this, is, this has been this – is, this is the chef's kiss that you want. This is how you tell a good story, so – so is that is that why this is probably your most anticipated match? That is why. Storyline? That is why. Now to follow up, I think I got one more on here, but this that is why. Yes, because I'm a big Cody Rhodes super. We got fan. two more. Two more. Two Let's more. Take a look at the next more. one. So the next one, Edge versus Finn Balor. So, so the reason I wanted to mention this is because the judgment you like edging. day. I yes. <laughs> I'm sorry to me to put that out there. I no, I, I have like 12 rubber bands around my balls right now. Um. <laughs> Edge, I, I got Edge is one of the few WWE guys I got to meet in the '90s briefly. Um, I've always been an Edge guy, always been an Edge fan. Uh, I know the Judgment Day was started, and I know he wasn't over a fan of it because they wanted to go like with the goofiness about it, like the 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 supernatural esque about it, and he ended up you know not being involved, and they kind of toned it down a little bit. Finn Balor is literally one of the greatest wrestlers of his generation. He looks dope as hell, um, man. He's, he's a badass. He's period. Like his New Japan work is 
way above even what he does now here. But um, I just this is a good story because this is this is about the the teacher and the learner kind of thing. You know, like even though they're kind of in it well, together, like mentor versus they, the prodigy. Yeah, the, the, the story has been told well over the over the year, and I feel like this doesn't get appreciated as enough because of some of the high prolific stories sure. going on. I feel like this one deserves some love because both of these motherfuckers can wrestle. Yeah. And Edge, the rated R superstar, is, like I said, one of my all-time faves. I love that, especially that run of him. I, I always the got The way love. you talk about this, man, this sounds like this could be kind of like the dark horse match of the I really man. believe it is. I think there's some other things that are kind of like keeping it under under, you know, under wraps, but I, I feel like this could be quite the match. The uh, one know? that people talk about. The, yeah, these guys can fucking go, and this might Maybe one of the last times we see Edge, he's he's coming to the end again. He had to retire and then was able to come back into wrestling after a while. He didn't want to leave it because he was amazing. He was awesome. He he left when he was just after his peak or right around his peak. Mm-hmm. So now he's being able to fish, finish some of that as well too. So um, I I just you know these guys are great and I just want to show love and respect for the the work that these two do and have done for a long time. So I think it's going to be a great match. Awesome. And lastly, too. Tone. Lastly, to kind of coincide back with the Cody Rhodes and uh, the Roman Reigns, the the two members of the bloodline, Jay and Jimmy Usos, the Usos, undisputed tag team champs, versus one of my uh, favorite wrestlers in the WWE, which is, of course is uh, Kevin Owens KO there in the front, and uh, of course uh, the most popular probably over person, Sami Zayn, who was an honorary Us and part of the bloodline up until recently. The entire storyline, anything that's attached to the bloodline has been great storytelling. The main stuff has been good, but the side stuff has been great as well too. And this 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 here is going to be pretty awesome. It's 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 the the old cliche of of you know the falling out of friendship and then the the you know the the common good to bring friendship back together finally and then uh, um, to see these two fight uh, you know the 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 Usos here is really exciting to see that. So it's been uh, yeah I'm pre- I'm feeling pretty Usy. I can't wait for this weekend. Um, <laughs> I do goosey. think exactly. <laughs> I do think there's going to be some swerves involved, maybe with this match in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like? What do you mean? Like, what? what, what, what I wouldn't be surprised if the whole bit with the bloodline and Sammy, if Sammy's setting up KO. Um, I think that's minimal. Uh, but I feel like that. Um, the Usos. I want to say is it Jay, who's really good buddies with. I think both of them are going to have a hard time dealing with Sammy. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where you see the true bloodline fracture um, is going to be here as well, too. So, I, But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a swerve somewhere. I don't know. I Like if Sammy is actually just playing all sides, um, I, that's great because he's over. I don't think they would do that. But it would be kind of neat to really see like this like completely blindsided like swerve right. on it because nobody saw some of the stuff going on. And there's just been something fishy with this whole setup, I feel like. Okay. Um, that being said... These four motherfuckers can go, so it's going to be a fucking match. Like, this is going to be a badass match, and, you know, again, the bloodline, again, has been amazing as well, too, so it's all part of the bloodline story. It's just a separate piece to it, so going to be a great WrestleMania. I'm really excited to watch. Would you say this is the most excited you've been for a WrestleMania in a while? Yeah, I haven't watched WrestleMania. So this is like, you're hyped to get back in this because of the storylines, because of who's involved and whatnot? And because of the fact that Triple, Triple H, H is in, char- in charge of creative, yeah. Okay. It's a lot of things, actually. And I think a lot of the cards, like, listen, I you know I just I talked about six of them. There's some other great matches in there I probably care about. I just want to talk about six that I care now, about. This is on pay per, pay-per-view. You can watch it on Peacock, so, right? So, yeah, if you have a Peacock, like, their their $10 subscription, you can watch WrestleMania both days on weekend. Oh, uh, shit. It's only 10 bucks. You and- tuning in? Yeah, getting yourself some beers, hanging out. Yes, that's my plan. I'm uh, planning to go hang out. With We're also planning on too, so. discussing many of these matches in depth next week. 
but we're going to bring in somebody who knows a thing or two. expert on the wrestling business. Finally. We've had to make some changes to scheduling due to certain things outside of our control and everyone's control. But next week, Rohit Raju Mm -hmm. will be returning to Banter and Babble, and we're going to talk about a lot of shit that we've been meaning to talk about. But we'll talk about WrestleMania. We're going to talk about The Last of Us, and we're also going to talk about Ant-Man uh, Mania. We have a lot of stuff to talk about next week when we get uh, uh, Rohit back on here. Um, so really looking forward to it. And we want to get you guys and girls' thoughts. Are you excited for this WrestleMania? Which, which matchup are you excited for? Which storyline are you hoping will come to a close? And what are your overall thoughts on this card? And don't forget, the pre-show to Sunday night WrestleMania potentially could be the Cuddles Wrestling, Fe- Cuddles Wrestling Federation. Uh, Cuddles, uh, King Cuddles over there. Uh, King Cuddles uh, underscore King the new one, my new character King looks under pretty fucking cuddles amazing. Underscore, yes, looks pretty fucking amazing. Uh, yes. t- uh, Blanco asks a great question. Tone, are you guys gonna watch Honor Among Thieves? Gonna try to. I'm got going. A, I got to. A, got a busy. Uh, yeah, I, I will get it in. I'll tell you what. I'll have it in by Wednesday. We're gonna go. I, I will go see it for sure. He's I will definitely be going to. See I will it. definitely see it. I just don't know when. Right. I'm now. gonna make him go there. see it because I'm gonna go see it with him. Yeah, we got a variable. That is how that's gonna work. But, uh, yeah, man, WrestleMania looks like it's going to be pretty hype. Um, what are you guys doing Saturday night? Uh, Get on some Peacock and have the kids watch some wrestling. You no, know, maybe I will. You oh, really no, should. you know, you know what we do, you know what we're doing? What? We started it last week. We started the Harry Potter play. Um, That's awesome. Put on some WrestleMania. <laughs> I did. We did. Uh, I wanted to say I did watch the first Harry Potter for the first time ever. Um, I, I will say it hasn't aged particularly well. And some of it is a little cringy, but it was a cool story. Like, I'm really, I, I love, dude, like, I've, I've always been a huge Alan Rickman fan. Yeah, he's amazing. And as Snape, yeah. I thought he was, like, really just kind of creepy. Yet. No, man, he's great. Um, So, like, I really liked the first one, so we'll probably be watching the second one. But, hey, maybe we'll watch, watch it a little bit earlier. And, and then, then go watch some WrestleMania. Get the kids in some, re- you, know, you know, honestly, I can see Anderson loving Oh, dude, he'll, he He'll be jumping off the couch and yeah. elbow dropping my nuts be awesome. all night, dude. <laughs> it, will, it will probably be awesome. I'm really excited for it. I mean, that's probably something we will check out. Because they do have a me. account. Oh, God. That's terrible. You're if he, terrible. If he elbows you in the nards, man. That's not what I want to do, Crack though, dude. Crack the eggs. All right, Tone. We have a quartet of trailers to look that's at tonight. Big fucking, was that five? Four. Quartet. A quintet is when you have five. Oh, okay, I was thinking. Oh yeah, quad. Cool. quad. I, well, I, you yeah. know how I always think of four is the Alien Quadrilogy set that I own. Uh, well, there you go, Qua. Yeah, well, Qua, not Quint. Qua. Fuck you. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I was not expecting that. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, I am still fighting <laughs> whatever I've had for like the last month. I've had a headache for two days. <laughs> wow, I'm glad. I'm I'm sorry to hear that. Two days. That's that sucks. <laughs> I've been dying. <laughs> All right, so. I don't know how the audio is going to sound. Let me know how it sounds for you guys and girls. Hopefully, it sounds good. If the robot sound kicks in during the trailer, just let me know. Just I'll do a robot. quick reset. But hopefully, everything holds up for the next four trailers. But, Tone, yeah. a month or so ago, we saw the first trailer for Renfield. Mm-hmm. And we were like, cool, this looks fucking dope. But all we saw was just a pinch of the one true God. Just a little bit. We saw him at the end of the trailer, and that was it. I was like, okay, cool. I want to see more of it because it's Nick Cage, and oh, Dracula is one of the three characters he's always wanted to play, mm-hmm. and he's a huge fan of obviously Christopher Lee, Bela Lugosi. He loves all those guys, and I was like, man, I want to see his interpretation of it more. We didn't get it from the first trailer. 
this week we got another trailer, the final mm-hmm. trailer, and there is a lot of Nick Cage. And, dude, hype. Let's check out this trailer. Very hype. Red Band trailer, so it's a little bloody. Don't let the kids watch this. Mr. Renfield, welcome. I am Dracula. You will make a very good assistant. No, he's evil. We will protect you. You have the word of the most trusted institution on Earth, the Catholic Church. Renfield, your sole purpose in life is to serve me. Now, let's eat. I just want a normal life again. No, 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 no. God bless you, Mr. Renfield. Oh, God bless you, nun. You're a hero. Well, but Montague Renfield. Let me explain. I work for Dracula. Count Dracula? It's the real fucking Dracula! Some call me the Dark One. Others, the Lord of Death. <laughs> so you bring in people to eat? Well, I do other stuff. Like what? Wash his cape? The cape is dry clean only, strictly. Yeah, I will wear this shit. This fly, yeah. You kind of think he's such a bad guy, but you're never really gonna be free until you face him. I will no longer tolerate abuse. <laughs> I deserve happiness. Let me explain something to you, okay? You deserve only suffering. I will unleash an army of death. Everyone you care about will suffer because you betrayed me. We have to stop him before sunset. And someone's like, it's okay, I've seen way worse. Everything I saw you do today is gonna be my way worse. It's my least favorite part of the job. Blanco, there is an article out there, and maybe we can share I'll the throw Discord, it in the Discord tonight. Um, that uh, it's a long article talking about this, interviewing Nick, I believe, as well, too, yeah, yep. and just diving into everything about this. His in, his inspirations yeah. and, and the balancing act between horror and comedy. And, dude, I feel like this trailer <coughs> really shows that because, I mean, there's a couple scenes where you see Nick Cage doing his goofy Nick Cage. But, dude, there are some legitimate shots of him channeling, like, Bela Lugosi and Christopher Lee and that – the one thing he talked about in another interview I saw on YouTube, um, where it's, again, it's that bouncing act for being kind of campy, campy funny, but also just horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, and, 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 dude, that's what I want from this character. Make no mistake, this is Nick a Nick Holt movie. This, Nick Holt is the lead in this movie. This is his story. So Nick Cage is kind of here as a support. But, I mean, when you bring in a powerhouse like Nick Cage – in a role like this where he can camp it up but also go menacing? Because, there's again, there's a couple of shots where you're just like, that's creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks like he is a shitty fucking – like, he's a bad dude. Mm-hmm. He's got a, kind of like that playful, nasty side. But you know what this reminded me of, dude? Like, not in the same context and, like, the tone in the movies. 
but this type of performance, what he's going for here, Nick Holt is the lead. Aquafina is the love interest, so the focus is going to be around them. But, dude, and I'm not saying this is one-to-one with this, but I feel like this type of role for Nick Cage is very much like what we saw from Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs. Kind of like, a, even though he won Best Actor, he it was more focused on Clary starring. It was more about Jodie Foster's character. But when you have a heavyweight like fucking Anthony Hopkins who chews up every scene he's in, that's the vibe I'm getting mm-hmm. from this. Mm-hmm. Where he's going to balance that fucking campy humor but also be a fucking, he's Dracula, dude. Right. He's going to kill you. And he, there's a couple of scenes, some dialogue where he's like, I'm going to unleash an army of death and everyone you love is going to suffer. And you see him when he's killing people and it's just, dude, this is going to be a dope ass right. fucking possibility for him. I, honestly, man, if he nails this, I think he can get some hardware for this role. Mm-hmm. Supporting actor. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I mean, Tone, your thoughts on this trailer. I'm sold. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> I literally, like, the fact knowing that this is one of the top characters that he's always wanted to play, and part of his inspiration is because of Christopher Lee, and it's a love Christopher Lee, especially old school Christopher yes. Lee as well, too, and getting those those screenshots or those, those, the, of him looking like Christopher yes. Lee, and, like, reading that article that we'll post as well, too. Amazing like, the article. mix, like, even down to the robe that he's wearing. Yes, teeth, everything is in Everything is, like, very well thought out and takes like mix from everything, including Brom Strokers. So I'm telling you, like, it's a dark comedy, <coughs> but there's gonna be some serious acting chops going on here too. Yeah, so. dude. Like I just I'm like I like Nick Cole. I think Nick Cole is a really good actor. I think he's an up and coming. Oh, I think he's gonna absolutely. be a massive star when he breaks out. And this maybe this is the role that does it. I like Aquafina. I think she's hilarious. Yep. She's very charming. She's funny. And then again, you've got the one true God. Mm-hmm. And now if there's anybody in Hollywood that's gonna be able to balance comedy and scare the shit out of your horror. And be Gonzo? Yeah, it's this dude. Yeah. I mean, like, I and, and the fact that, you know, and you, like I said, in the interview, like the article I told you about where he said the three characters he's always wanted to play, mm-hmm. one of them is Dracula. You know you're going to get his absolute mm-hmm. best. And I am so fucking excited to see this movie. Uh, I hope there's a midnight showing. I will be seeing it that Thursday. Yes. That Thursday, I will be going to see this movie, and I'll probably see it again on the weekend when my brother comes in town. Yeah, this is one of my most anticipated movies this year, hands down. Yeah. I thought this was an awesome trailer. And, dude, using Creep. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Amazing trailer. Hyped as fuck for this movie. Can't wait for this. All right, dude, and on this next trailer, we're going into gaming. We're going to move away from uh, movies. We're going to jump into gaming. This is something I know you're excited about. I just finished the first one recently. I'm excited about it. Let's check out the trailer for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. It's been a long five years. Tried to resist. Fear and mistrust rule the galaxy. Cal, look into the fire. It will warm you, keep you company, but left unchecked. It will consume everything.
is only Ash. How could you let the galaxy fall to this unworthy machine of an empire? <laughs> Hope may feel beyond her grasp. But I think we finally found somewhere the empire can't reach us. Imagine. No more looking over your shoulder. A place that's worth fighting for. No matter the cost. Bro. Jesus. Just over a month away. Man. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, this trailer is fucking amazing, dude. Like, it looks like this is built for next gen in mind. The character models. Obviously, Cal's a little bit older, but looks much more like his real-life counterpart. Mm -hmm. This looks fucking sweet. Blanco says, I want to know what's up with the two-person two attacks. Is it like Arkham? Good mm, question. That's a really good question. Uh, but, Tone, your thoughts on this trailer, man? You played through the first one. Just, I can't wait. <laughs> I really, I'm really excited. I... You know, there's, there's. I saw a thing recently about how at the at when when Order sixty six happened in Episode three, there was roughly ten thousand Jedi. They killed ninety nine percent of them, which means there's a thousand Jedi that potentially lived throughout that. There's lots of stories always to be told. Yep. It's a big fucking galaxy. You can tell a story over here, and nobody over here is going to hear about it. Cal Kestis, like everything they've been doing so far with this, is just fucking creme de la creme it's it's fucking amazing it's literally a third person metroid style metroidvania <coughs> game and that's what i love about it is it plays like that and yeah. how and how the game is built and like where you can go and what you can do yep. until you get certain things ready to go and i love that style uh and, and G, the combat is very light dark souls yeah. it's very it's very if you want to ramp it up and play dark souls you can do it, it you can do it with yeah. this it's not easy combat even on normal setting it you will fucking die but um, you have to work for it a little bit, which is fine. So, uh, I'm I can't wait for more of the story. I mean, we got quite the surprise in the last one with the the ending and the character that showed up. Oh yeah, I want to see more things like that. I'm hoping for more big stuff like other characters and other media, like we got out of Mando today. I heard Mando was hype, dude, especially for fans of Rebels. I heard there was a big name that showed up. I have not watched yet, so we I'm gonna be checking a, that out this weekend. Yeah, but yeah, so I'm hype. I can't wait. Of course. Yeah, no, this is a good-looking trailer. The game looks great. It looks like it's running phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, the, like, the last one, it got like kind of like a slight update for next-gen consoles where mm -hmm. you got the 60 frames, but this is going to be built with next-gen. I do believe it's on older consoles as well. I think so, but at least it's being built with you know the PS5 and the Xbox Series X versions in mind ahead of itself. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, Blanco says, as much as I don't like all the retconning and official timeline that's out now, it did always bug me that there were no other Force users in the old movies. Like, I get what Palps did. Not a single Force user mentions to maybe exist. Yeah, and that's why, like, I'm fine with a lot of this as well, too. I think, you know, they don't... They, it was George Lucas. He didn't have a plan outside of A New Hope. So, you know, once they get to Jedi, they, you know, you know they're talking about, oh, you're the last one, and that's what Yoda's saying and all this stuff. That could have been just feeding shit to Luke to hype him up as well too to give him confidence you know because you got we I, it, ever since Obi-Wan said from a certain point of view anything that that said at that point can be completely retconned because it don't matter right because it's all about perspective <laughs> right and far as Yoda knows 
Luke is the last one. He doesn't know there's anybody out there. However, he ends up convening with some through, you know, the force anyways, like Ezra Bridger. But, um, yeah, so, no, I for sure, at the end of the day, like, I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of area to tell stories. Now, here's my question for you, dude. Obviously, mm-hmm. we've seen some characters make their way into these games. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a chance? Like, is there anything out there right now where Cal could show? I up? fucking hope so. And if they well, don't, if do the, that, what is one of the shows out there right now that he could pop in in terms of like timeline? He is he's a young strapping lad here of like probably twenty five ish or thirty esque. Where does this fall in the, in the in the whole grand scheme of things? He's only <clears throat> roughly fifteen to twenty. Years I mean, out this from story Mando. is it before New? Oh, wait. this is before New Hope. About five years. Okay. Roughly, okay. He, if anything, it should cross over somehow with like a, a like with either eventually Bad Batch crew or maybe Rebels at some point or some of those characters. But I don't think we'll see that. But um, he, it would be cool if if like the the third game is like he's doing stuff kind of with the rebellion, but they don't know. Like somehow he's gonna link up with that. So, somehow they're gonna find out there's another Jedi out there, or maybe he dies in the end. Where does know. he fall in line with um, uh, Andor? In terms of timeline, he's right around. Do you think he could? Sh- I mean, if dude, don't imagine even. he showed up in Andor, don't dude. Even, don't even. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, that. Would I work. mean, is that does this, does yeah, that line? Yeah, up? yeah, that's pretty close to that. Yeah, we're we're close in that. Yeah, we're in that zone. I think, dude, if there's any show they do it, it would be Andor. Yeah, that'd be dope. I'm. <laughs> and that would be fucking sweet as hell. Please, please. Uh, Blockman says a new team-based shooter inspired by and plays like. Republic they just Commanders. need to remaster that Republic Commandos game and make it fucking canon because that game's a fucking masterpiece. Re- oh, Re- uh, Republic, Republic Commandos. Commandos is dope as shit. <laughs> Man, imagine your- throwing something like that to like somebody like um, run your squad and everything. Uh, what what is a uh, who does um Gearbox? I know you don't like Randy Pitchford, but like imagine them doing some co-op shit. Oh come on, <laughs> come on! Don't don't hold it against. I mean, come on, man. The, the, those games are great. The Borderlands games are great. Sure, and I think they could nail the vibe of like the Republic, the Commandos. Yes, but I mean, <laughs> I know, man. You hate fucking Randy, and so do I. But I do feel like if anyone's able to do, it, I think they would do a really good job with it. Or maybe more Bad Batch. Respawn can make first-person shooting games too. Yeah, but I want them to stick with this, and I want if they do another first-person shooter, they better do a fucking. I want Titanfall. Titanfall th- God, I would fucking. I'm I'm sorry. I love Star Wars. I want a Titanfall three before we do a fucking Republic Commandos with Respawn. Yes, please. Please, yes, God. Please. That's yes, all please. I really want. Yes, please. Now, Tone, this next trailer you pointed it out to me today. I didn't know this movie even existed. Mm-hmm. Now look, dude. Wes Anderson is not everyone's cup of tea. Sure. Not a lot of people. There's people out there that don't like Wes Anderson for whatever fucking reason. And I, I, I say this, Lucy, I respect your opinion. Okay. Uh, but Wes Anderson, the Royal Tenenbaums is one of my favorite yeah, movies of, of, of the last like 20 years. Yeah. It's in my opinion. I mean, Gene Hackman has made some great movies. I love, I'm a huge Gene Hackman fan. Royal Tenenbaums is one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. It is just perfectly casted. It's a great story with great performances. But he's uh, um, Wes Anderson's done other ones like Rushmore, uh, Steve, uh, the Aquatic of uh, Steve Suzu with Bill Murray. I mean, he's done a lot of great movies. This one called Asteroid City. It's got your boy in it, Tom Hanks. Now Tom Hanks is there, but it's got that same Wes Anderson distinct the way he shoots his movies. It's always like picture framed perfectly 
everything. He's just got a unique way of shooting movies. I also love. I think he's <laughs> leading as well too. Is it Jason Schwartzman? Yeah, Jason Schwartzman. Uh, dude, I'm Schwartzman is amazing. Huge he was fan. incredible in Rushmore, and he's always been kind of like somebody that's worked dude, with the with Wes Anderson. The movies. HBO show Bored to Death, where he's like the lead, and he just plays this PI detective who's like high all the time. With yes. <laughs> Let's check out the yeah. trailer for uh, a- Asteroid City. You're not here. We're not there. The car exploded. Come get the girls. I have to stay here with Woodrow. I'm not the chauffeur. I'm the grandfather. Where are you? Asteroid City, Farm Route 6, Mile 75. Last train. Junior stargazers and space cadets. Each year, we celebrate Asteroid Day, commemorating September 23rd, 3007 BC, when the arid plains meteorite made Earth impact. Toledo. That's Mitch Campbell. You're very good in the one about the tramp in the brothel Thank who you. gets amnesia and Thank you. a pediatrician. You were very awesome. Actually, maybe my favorite character ever. I don't know why nobody else liked it. Oh. What do those pulses indicate? What? Oh, the beeps and blips? We don't know. Some of our information about outer space may no longer be completely accurate. Anyway, there's still only nine planets in the solar system as far as we know, Billy. Except now there's an alien. What's happening now? I don't know. I don't like the way that guy looked at us. The alien. How did he, how did he look? Like we're doomed. Maybe we are. I've just informed the president. How long can they keep us in Asteroid City legally? The world will never be the same. That's an alien doing Jeffy Jacks. That's an alien in a top hat. What's out there? The meaning of life. Maybe there is one. Are you married? I'm a widower. But don't tell my kids. You're saying her mother died three weeks ago. Let's say she's in heaven. Which doesn't exist for me, of course, but you're Episcopalian. In my loneliness, I learned to give complete and unquestioning faith to the people I love. I don't know if that includes you, but it included my daughter and your four children. Sometimes I think I feel more at home outside the Earth's atmosphere. Oh, wow. Me too. They're strange, aren't they? They're children. Compared to normal people. Yes, that's correct. It's true. Freight train, freight train, going so fast. Freight train, freight train. Going so fast, I don't... I do a nude scene. You want to see it? Huh? Did I say yes? You didn't say anything. Uh, I meant yes. My, my mouth didn't speak. Like, like, look, man. I, I love Wes Anderson movies. They they're always have the rich characters. They always have very unique storylines. Uh, and obviously just a fucking monster cast. Now, look, mo- and a lot of the times, dude, in the past, if you see a movie that has a lot of big names in it, you always wonder, is the story going to be there? For whatever reason, Wes Anderson, when he writes a story and he throws it out there, dude, they'll be like, I'll do it for fucking peanuts. I don't need a big paycheck. I'm going to make an artsy movie. Like I said, Wes Anderson has a very distinct visual style everything is like just centered perfectly all of his shots all of his characters it's like you're reading in a book almost yeah it's almost like you're flipping through a book and you're seeing these scenes play out incredible casting i mean the a lot of like top tier a-listers in this movie now whether or not it's going to be funny or enjoyable uh like wes anderson movies they're always just kind of like an acquired taste. Yeah. It's, it's either you're going to love Subjective. it or you're not. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit more thought-provoking. Sometimes it's more on the nose. 
but the guy just manages to bring in the best talent and always has a, he reminds me a little bit of um the Cohen brothers. Hmm? I would he, agree. He Same the way me. his yeah. characters just come off the screen, they all are so unique and well written. Mm-hmm. They're all and they really he really gets the most out of his actors. He's like they're almost the act the characters are almost like caricatures. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'm just I am so excited for this movie. I love Wes Anderson movies and this cast is incredible. Tony, yeah. your thoughts? I know when you saw Tom Hanks, you were like, I'm in. Well, yeah, and 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 honestly, you know, as much as I do not like the Fallout games, I love the Fallout like that post apocalyptic vibe. Yeah, and that like fifties vibe. Like yes. this is that exactly to me. So I saw this at first. I'm like, God, this looks like a Fallout promotion. Um <laughs> And then I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Wes Anderson's doing this. As soon as I saw it, as soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, yeah, this is potential to be something top notch. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 sold. So you ain't going to worry about me. Amazing trailer. This drops on uh, June 23rd. I will be going to see this movie. I, I just I've always my two favorites are Royal Tenenbaums. Grand Budapest Hotel is another great movie. He's done, like I said, uh, Moonlight Glow is really good. Uh, he's just done so many great movies. Yeah. Rushmore is incredible because Bill Murray is fucking outstanding. That was like Bill Murray's really fr- – I mean, obviously, Lost in Translation, Bill Murray's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that but Rushmore is what really kind of propelled Murray into the more drama things. Sure. He's done a lot of, obviously, great comedy, but then Rushmore came out. He got nominated for a Golden Globe, and they were like, hey – Bill Murray can do drama. And then the following year, he got a nomination for, for Lost in Translation. And from there on, dude, he's appeared in The uh, uh, the Life Aquatic with Steve Sassou, stars Bill Murray. He's in that. He's in Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, whenever Wes Anderson makes a movie, I'm surprised Bill Murray's not in yeah. this movie. But, um, like I said, he just manages to get actors together and gets the most. Life Aquatic is great, Crash. I agree with 100%. I am just a Wes Anderson fan, so when I see him come up with something, I know it's going to be unique. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be full of rich characters, and I will be there for it on 623. Really excited for that. Now, Tone, this next trailer, <clears throat> I meant to show this a couple weeks ago after Comic-Con, but obviously shows got moved around, things didn't happen. This movie called Suzu is uh, a finished movie from the same director that made Rare Exports, that Christmas movie I talked about mm-hmm. that's kind of like a unique Christmas movie, and it stars the same guy that plays the dad in Rare Exports. This movie, and I don't know if you... Did you watch this trailer? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. This has that Tarantino yep, it does. vibe, like Grindhouse vibe. Absolutely. This is called Suzu. It is a finished film. It comes out at the end of April... Hold on to your butts. It's the Red Band trailer. Here we go.
He was a Finnish commander. Lost his home and his family in the war. He became a one-man death squad. He's one mean motherfucker that you do not want to mess with. You'll see what happens when you take everything from him. Do you really believe that he's immortal? No, he just refuses to die. How many mines did you bury here? All of them. You? And you? It's not about who's the strongest. This is about not giving up. We have a word for that in Finland. We might have a problem. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Dude, that is a fucking trailer right there, that dude. That is a fucking trailer that uh dude when when the fucking pitchfork or whatever that is the the, the tool comes through the plane like, we got a promise like i'm here dude yeah i am there for this movie ultra violent and like it says man you can't have more fun watching nazis get blown away this looks incredible dude like it looks like a, like it's gonna be campy it's gonna be violent and you get to see an old man just tapping into his fucking like uh like Liam Neeson and Taken, like just an old dude just killing everybody. Yeah, man. That the, the yeah, I love I love gore and violence generally, but I love gore and violence even more when it's done right. Whether that's a I'm block dark- just so you know I'm blocking El Blanco. Uh, oh god. <laughs> uh, but when it's done with like a comedy or dark comedy or self aware or just really good like. This is that kind of movie where the gore is just going to add to that level of like immersion to whatever the fuck is going to. I really on. convey the fact the, that the this chaos. guy is a former yeah, commander like of the, a military. Yeah, you, this guy you don't fuck with, and you know uh, I, I'm sold. I am way sold on this. So the same weekend as Star Wars, Jedi Survivor. So we're gonna have a good weekend on four twenty eight. I'm gonna have to take another day off from something. Ooh. Yeah. Take that Friday off. We'll, we'll go see this on Thursday. Yeah. And Friday all day, Star oh, man. Wars. Man, that's not a terrible idea. Sounds like a hot weekend. Uh, this movie looks amazing. I, like, yeah. I just, I'm in, dude. Like, it's ultra violent. Looks like a lot of practical effects, yeah. body parts flying everywhere. Yeah. Let's go. I am on board with this 100%. Let's do that. Tone? Yeah. Moving on to our final topic. The movie we uh, wanted to get. Now, I haven't had a chance to talk to you about this. This can right. be kind of like a fresh conversation. Now, look, I have made no bugaboo about it. I love the John Wick movies. Oh, yeah. John Wick 1 is seriously still one of my favorite action movies of all time. Mm-hmm. The Red Circle is one of my favorite action sequences of all time. It is that good of a movie. John Wick 2, amazing movie. Mm-hmm. John Wick 3 was an, a, a really good movie up until the end where I was like, where are they going with John Wick? Mm-hmm. What kind of character is John Wick gonna be? Is he mm-hmm. a superhero? Is he a is should he be wearing a cape? Mm-hmm. You know? Where is this gonna go? Overall, though, I have always appreciated Chad Stalski's ability to just 
choreographed some of the best action sequences with very little editing cuts and just deliver a high-octane experience. Yeah. So John Wick 4 is out now. Two hours and 49 minutes. Almost three hours long. Now, whenever I see a movie that's two hours and 49 minutes long, I bet, I'm thinking to myself, it better have a fucking good story. It better have a fucking good story with great writing. Turns out you don't need to say a whole lot in the movie to make it really entertaining. Nope. Because when you have Chad Stowski and company at the absolute peak of their game, I don't want to say that this is the best John Wick movie. One is always going to hold a special mm-hmm. place in my heart. But four is an incredible experience, mm-hmm. and it solidifies the John Wick series as the best action series I have ever fucking seen in my lifetime. John Wick 4 is two hours and 49 minutes of masterful filmmaking from the director to the cast to the to the to cinematographer Dan Lauston. Dude, that top We're going to get to it. We're going to get to holy it. holy fuck. We're going to get to it. Holy fuck. Like, look, there is a lot of great set pieces in this movie. The, 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 the Japanese setting at the hotel. Dude. I watched the whole thing, and all I could think of myself was, can't wait to see Ghost of Tsushima. Jesus. The way this guy just handles that. We got to see a, a Berlin uh, fight uh, a club, very similar to Red Circle. Dude. But that last, the third act alone is worth going to this movie for. Jesus Christ. There's an incredible sequence on a staircase that exhausted me. Yeah. But, Tone, there is one scene in particular where I think it just encapsulates everything that makes the John Wick movies so fucking good. Yeah. And it's the top-down scene. It's the top-down, hotline Miami-type scene. Holy fuck choreography. Holy fuck cinematography. Talk about it. Talk about it. Preach, brother. I I was already in awe because the scene at the Jap at the Japanese hotel yes. was almost like a half hour battle scene. Yeah. And I was like, I was exhausted watching that. And then we're t- like, well, first of all, let's point out the fact you mentioned how a guy barely has to say anything in a movie because of the charisma, we'll point that out. And because of the just because of who he is as Keanu Reeves. Yep. Everybody else around that does that for him. He doesn't need to do it. Dude, and the thing is, when you have people like Donnie Yen. He does, dude. Donnie Yen is incredible. Donnie Yen is basically the uh, Doc uh, from Tombstone. Doc Holliday. He's a mix of. He of, destroys every scene he's in. He And he he's Chiro from uh, 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 Rogue One, too. Yeah. He's the amazing blonde, in Rogue One. Yeah. But he's incredible in this movie. But, like, he, he just. His delivery, and that's what made him so fun in Rogue One, and that's what makes him, like, Donnie Yen was the big reason I was so extra excited about this movie, and I almost feel like we didn't get enough Donnie Yen, if you want my honest opinion. I would agree, but at the same time, I think that adds value to the scenes that he's in. Exactly. So, 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 exactly. And that's just me because I love Donnie Yen. Um, I love the Ip Man series. If you're ever familiar, if you've never seen a a great, like, Hong Kong, like, flick, Mm -hmm. That's a good one to start with is it, man, with uh, Donnie Yen. Um, but that, but everything that's going on, like the 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 aesthetics, the locations, then you get then you cool get to movie. this amazing scene where it's and 
it literally, I hate to say this, as goofy as it is, it literally looks like a video game. In it's some Hotline sense. Miami. It's a, a top, top, it's Hotline Miami. Dude, the reason this scene is so fucking nuts is it pulls back and it's a top-down shot of this, like, I don't know if it's a house that's being a renovated. A two-story building, whatever it is, a, a park. And it basically, it, dude, we talked a little bit about it when we saw Malignant. There's a shot where James Wan does the same thing, where she's going through the house and it's a top-down yes. view of it. But that's a short segment. Dude, they go through an entire house of bad guys, killing 50 to 60 people. But the fact that there is no cuts, no. it's a tracking shot. It's like a five-minute tracking shot. At least. Dude, think about that for a second. Five minutes, you have to be on your marks. You have to be on your spots. Not just Keanu Reeves. Everybody else is mm -hmm. getting killed in these scenes. Has to be in the right spot because if you fuck up one time, you have to go back. It's fucking from start to finish that entire scene. It's incredible, When dude. it starts out, I'm like, no way. They're pulling back, and they're going to do like this. And I'm thinking it's going to be 30 seconds a minute. I'm dude, like, five minute dude, top down. And, dude. And, and, and like the 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 scenes, just like the the the, the choreography. Like, you know, you're thinking, okay, was this going to go this way? And you're like, oh, my God, he's doing this, and he's doing this. And like, and the incendiary rounds to add to Jesus it? Jesus Christ. And, like, you know, you see videos during, like, the, the, the first, even in kind of maybe the second – of John Wick's, of him doing his training for this, yes. and him actually out there doing the training. Like, I know for sure that's him doing a lot of that. He's got a, he's got a, a stunt guy. I know that he does a lot of he, he does a lot of he does a lot of the and stuff I believe it too because, like I said, man, not only that scene but the stairs scene. Like he is exhausted. I, I am. I, I just listen. Like, I, I've never. Th I didn't take the time to stop and say that this is the best action. But I agree with that. Like I, like when I first saw the John Wick one, and even I loved the two I saw it in the theater. And three, I I loved it. It just was a shade from that amazing. Yeah, it kind of moved. I, I felt like it kind of moved from the dark, gritty nature of the first two. Like yeah. it kind of moved more into what I was expecting, like comic book. Yeah, it leaned more into the comic book and side. That's, of it. And that's and you know you know and that and it still works. It's still a good movie. It's still part of John Wick. But I, I just like. As I continue to watch this movie, I'm like, I can't believe like we're getting a movie choreographed like this with these dialogues, with these conversations, with these even shticks, like like the poker stick, <laughs> like all of that. Even the villain, even the like this everything about everything in this movie, I feel like is so well thought and choreographed and played out. It just fucking works so good. It's so fluid. Like you don't doubt it. Like it's it's it's. Oddly as it is, as over the top it is, having all these crazy Kevlar hitman yes. and like all this stuff, it's it's believable. That's the fucking weird part about it is that it's shot and done. I so love well. the I love how they really lean into the fact that his his suits are armor using for black everything his he does. Yeah, and a, it, like a marine, will f a friend of mine who was a marine used to do like when they did knife fight training would say that if they would do knife fighting, they would practice keeping their arm up because yep. you'd rather have your arm teared up with and a knife throat. than your throat or your vitals, right? And you see that kind of, like, when you th link, think about that shit, you see that kind of shit in here. It's the little things that they take. Dude, it's the re even the reloading where I'm just even like, the dude, reloading. it's so fucking, like, when it's you, not, like, bullshit. It's just, like. Think about the way that that even in the choreography scenes when when he's, like, running away or trying to reload or reset, his his center of gravity is much lower. Yep. Or he's laying on the ground or where the bullet's coming from yep. or where, like, just generic people are probably going to think to shoot and all this stuff. Like. It's 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 insane when you stop and break down because that's what I was doing at some point during this movie. I was like, 
I was like trying to dissect everything I was taking in yeah. and I was watching for all these little shit, how he's taking his suit, how he's doing things, how he's taking like bumps and everything yeah. like that as well too. It, it's, it's, it's so believable. And then you get a scene like that when they do the top down, like hotline incredible, Miami. Dude. It was incredible. Yeah. He I, I, was like of, this, I was watching. I was just like, and yeah, not to the mention the amount of effort yeah. by everybody involved. Right. Right, and then and then uh, like we could sit here and talk about uh, like Clancy Brown. We could talk about. Oh, dude, and, and I'm, I'm going to talk about that for a second because obviously we talk about Danny Yen, uh, yeah. Danny Yen, yeah, Bill Skarsgård, yeah, as the most he's amazing. But uh, dude, when you have Clancy Brown as the harbinger, just providing intel to Bill Skarsgård, dude, I will listen to Clancy Brown talk all day. He is just one of the coolest fucking dudes. You see the, what is that? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? Like, somebody was excommunicated as well, too. Yep. There's a story there. Oh, that's is the it? Thing, that's, well, there is. Yeah, oh, because uh, he, yep. he had his finger cut off. He was excommunicated or whatever it was as well, too. Yep. There's a story there that we don't know about. And just seeing that is enough to have your mind go fucking like, well, I, I want to know the story there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, you got Ian McShane. You got Ian all McShane, this. Ian McShane, incredible. Just, Even, I was, I was kind of bummed. You know, uh, and I we know. won't we won't spoil it, but you know, look, I I was bummed to see that first, but it does it fits it fits and it and it does give some motivation. Yep. So I was like, okay, yep. it's well done here. But uh, you know, obviously, you know, we got just a killer cast. You got Ian McShane, Lance Reddick, the late Lance Reddick, who's yep. incredible, and yep. you know, knowing that this is one of his final pieces, one of his final movies, even though he's in uh. Fucking white men can't dump or jump. Never heard of it. Not sure about that one. But I mean, like, look, man, Lance Reddick has always just been so cool in everything that he mm-hmm. does. And the fact that he will be immortalized in one of the greatest, in my opinion, the greatest action series ever. Mm-hmm. What a way to fucking just, you know, to go out. Yeah, and, and, you know, and the last thing I want to say, um, well, two things. First of all, I want to just go back to Donnie Yen because I love Donnie Yen so much. Um, and that was the thing I was excited about. He did not let down a single piece of everything that he did, even to how he was listening and tracking and everything that he did. Just it was it was so brilliantly fucking done. Um, the the ending, the the question. Did you say past credits? Yes, I did. OK. You know, there's and, and I, I see how that work, I see how that can work, mm-hmm. you know, um, and everything as well, too. Uh, but I, I just man. I. What what a if if this is the last one, it's a good way to close I it out. I feel like the yeah, like I feel like the the way this movie is very ambiguous. They they, they there's leave, a there's lot, and now all, we do but, know that Bellarina comes out next year with Armand Amis. That's a spinoff of the movies, mm-hmm. and we know John Wick will be in that yes. movie. Galleries will be in that movie, but even if you take this movie, it's very ambiguous the way it ends. It, it is, it is, and, and that's fine. You know, Prime put up a, and we saw the the, the post they put up. This movie made a fuck ton of money. It's opening weekend. Yeah, and I don't know if Lionsgate can just be like, "Nah, we're done." Well, and 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 you know, honestly, look at this point now. This movie has become so big as a franchise, and the choreography. Now you're seeing shit that's from the makers of John Wick, from the producers of John Wick, from the Corey. That 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 shows you right there the staying power and the money yes. potentially behind that. Yeah. And if anything, maybe you want to go buy that video game and play that finally too. So, well, uh, Hotline Miami. No, the the, the oh the John Wick Hex, the John Wick Hex. You know, dope, dude. um, but you know, I, listen, if you even remotely like action, if you even remotely like John Wick, nah. this movie is 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 quite a masterpiece of of all the things it does. I would say the only thing, 
The only I thing where you going? Hit it. Hit, hit you me. might you may you might not. The only thing that I, I felt was a little like everything I was buying into is believable was the stair that was the stairwell at the end actually. I, yeah, I, I honestly I didn't have an issue with that. The, I actually, because because the fact that they sold it were like John is completely burned like, out. Two three minutes. I'm yeah, but I mean, that. like at least he's like exhausted from sure. Doing. But there are some other things. There are some other scenes that take me back to the end of three. Yeah, where he's falling yeah, from incredible oh, yeah, heights, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. But but at the same time, I feel like this movie is it encapsulates everything from all. It, three, it, three, it, three, it really, three. it really is. You have That's a fucking more focused story, like the first yep. and second ones. Yep. You have great action. Yes, you have some of the okay. I don't know about that. Like at yep. the end of three, but it also has some of the best choreographed fight scenes. Now, did you know? Oh boy, and I didn't know this until I read the article. Uh, my man in the fat suit. Yeah, that is like he is a huge like action star, like MMA or something like. He's done a lot of big movies, yeah. and this was like his first big break yeah. in this type of and movie. He was brilliant. He's always wanted to be in a John Wick movie. He's brilliant. In and it. he is incredible. He's part of the Berlin bar, uh, nightclub scene. But you guys, I'm telling you right now, John Wick 4 is an incredible experience. Two hours and 49 minutes of just fucking incredible, top-tier, everyone, masterclass filmmaking. Producers, directors, actors, uh, cinematographers, Tyler Bates' soundtrack, the whole scene in France where they're in their we high didn't range. Even talk about the soundtrack, <laughs> dude. No, dude, that that alone, wild. That alone, wild. I would debate is worth the admission. Yeah, that soundtrack is fucking like the second one. I remember there's some big scenes as well too, and clearly the first Red Circle was like one of the best. Like just this, there was many parts in this movie. The one in France at the the Arc yes. of Topa, I think. Yes, it's man. Topa, where they're outside, side, dude. And, and you got that music kick in, which was also the whole thing with the dis- the DJ was a homage to dude. the Warriors, dude. Where she's like, "Hey, boppers, John Wicks." I was just like, "This movie's incredible, dude." The last 40 minutes, the third act is top-tier filming. This is a series, at the end of the day, this is a series that, like, at the end of the day, is going to create an already is, spinoffs, video games, whatever they get to, five, six, seven, eight, nine, whenever it's done. And five is stuff, happening now. <laughs> whenever, whenever made, it's, man, it's This happening. is going to be one of those things where, like, guys and me and my friends will say, hey, let's get together on a random Friday and watch, and watch the entire all of Star them. Wars. That you're, yeah. This is going to be a thing going forward. At some point, this is going to be one of those things. This is nerding out. We're going to want to have a hangout sometime in the next couple years. We're like, hey, let's let's all throw some money, get some meats from Jacks, make some make some food, beers, get some beers, and let's hang out Saturday. Turn the volume up. Get that Tyler Bates beat going. Start at nine a.m. We'll start eating meats, drinking with John Wick all day, dude. Like this, this movie is incredible. Like I honestly, man, I was I was after three. I was like, where are they going to go with this? And they they fucking nailed it, you guys. This is the pinnacle. This is the best action series I have ever seen in my entire life. I'm excited for Ballerina. Obviously, again, you have Arma de Amis, who has shown that she's able to do action. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw her in the last uh, Bond movie. Mm-hmm. We saw her in a couple other movies where she shows that she has the ability to do action. We know John Wick will make an appearance in that as a supporting mm-hmm. character. Yeah. We also know the Continental series is supposed to be Prequel. pretty hype. Where it's gonna focus on uh uh Winston Winston and, and, and Quran yeah uh, as the Continental starts from the ground up so I mean this is a universe that is going to build I'm out. here for it 
And dude, it is. It's incredible. And I and again, I want to go back again. This guy right here is just a professional in every every fucking way. Mm-hmm. Because I've seen so dude, the way like the the tactical abilities and, and and the attention to detail to reloading and firearm use. You know it's not like watching like look, look, Die Hard is one of my favorite action movies of all time. I love Bruce Willis and John McClane. Mm-hmm. Okay, honestly, one of my favorite characters of all time. A fucking everyday dude that's just trying to save people. And, you know, he, he's real. He does certain things. But the way that Keanu Reeves has gone through the training and the attention to detail and the respect for firearms, it's incredible, dude. Mm-hmm. And the choreographed sequences, the top-down view tone. It's incredible. It's Hotline Miami, it's and it's the, five minutes of un. It's not cutting away. It's one of the coolest scenes it's I've seen in a movie a camera in a while. Following an entire crew, twenty people being killed, and mm-hmm. everyone's in the right spot at the right time. And it's at wild. no point are you like that looks awkward. You're just like I do. I was like this, watching that scene. I was just like this. Yeah, that's how I was. Unreal, dude. Yeah, that, unreal. Yeah, that's how it was. Well. Incredible movie, John Wick we'll Four. Yes, this is fucking nerding the fuck out about the best action series in the world right now, making a boatload of money. Whether uh, Howard, however you take the ending, obviously some fans aren't going to care for it. I thought it was a great way to end it, honestly. Um, and there is a little bit of a twist during the final scene that I, dude, the the crowd went nuts when I went and saw it. I don't know how they how they reacted to the certain scene where. I'll, I'll talk to you about, about after, after credit. No, no, no. I'm talking about okay. the final showdown. Yeah, yeah. Where like the crowd went fucking nuts. It was it was fucking dope. There was a nice little twist during the final scene, and when it happens, everyone was like, "Oh shit!" I mean, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Two hours and forty nine minutes. The movie never fucking gets old. Um, I just want to say that the ambiguous question marks of the ending and everything, as you would expect in something like this. Um, also leaves room for he kept talking about the table and the table and table. Yep. Everything, no pun intended, is literally still on the table, which means there is still possibility for more. So uh, I just I love how they left it with a kind of a question mark, and you know it's not it's it's definitely things. Even if they before. did decide to end it, you're just like yeah, you're, you you you'd be good. You you'd be it comfortable works. with it. Yeah. yeah. And in the post credit scene, I was the only person that stayed for that. I uh, dude, there was a there was a lot of people that stayed for ours. Yeah. There were some people that ducked up, but I I went immediately was like, is there a post credit? Just and me. the post credit scene is, I kind of anticipated yes. it because of a uh, 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 what she Ky- says early yeah. on. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I was waiting for it yeah. to at some point, yeah. and finally yeah. do get yeah. it in the end credit scene. But uh, that's still ambiguous as well, too. So there's a lot to read into it. But guys and girls, let us know what you think yeah. of John Wick Four. I think it was a fucking perfect movie to end uh, to end this particular series if they decide to go that way. But I'm also super excited for the other shows and the movie Bellarina to come out to kind of build on that universe. And we know that John Wick will make an appearance in Ballerina. It's kind of like a support character mm-hmm. for Amadeus' character. So really can't wait to check that out. But Tone? Yes. Brother, I know you got to go pee. I, but before I have to do that, oh, I he's will got one more thing. I just, no, I will certainly do what I always have to do, which is uh, close this out. So as always, I just want to say thank you for uh, being here through this journey with us. We appreciate you showing up even through all the ridiculous technical difficulties with our audio. It wouldn't be a show if we didn't have technical It wouldn't be a show if there wasn't an issue for whatever reason. But, you know, continue to do what you do. Hang out with us when you can. Please share, like, sub. 
follow, let somebody know that you know that might like the content that you're enjoying with us as well, too. We love to continue to connect with other people as well, too, which we have recently thanks to, you know, the Middle Mall Comic Con and everybody else Third as well, I, too. And Third Eye Brewing Company. And Third Eye Brewing. shared a lot of stuff. Big shout out to them for sharing stuff over this weekend as well, too. So thank you so much for you guys doing what you constantly do, which is, you know, enjoy us and share us as well. I know we're all busy these days and it's hard for a couple hours hang out in the middle of the week but we do appreciate that so much so you know that that's big for us as well too um that being said also i want to give big thanks and props to draston for his hospitality this weekend for uh letting me and uh josh from fs beer view come and down for helping and out with technical issues earlier as well as always too but you know those two are very close partners of ours so if you have not please make sure you check out seven dungeons every monday live 7 p.m eastern for all your yarns spinning, spinning those yarns spinning baby those yarns that dungeon and dragons tales uh you can check them out youtube spotify and all you know of course all streaming media and then of course uh half-ass beer view josh over there for allowing me sometimes to come over to the show he wants to get you on sometime as well we got some stuff coming up in the next week week and a half we're excited to work together together and do maybe a beer quest coming up here in the next couple weekends yes as well too so make sure you follow him on youtube half half-ass beer view is doing all your craft beer needs as well too when it comes to all that fun. So much, thank you to those two as well for all. What their... do we have left on Mando? How many episodes are left? Next week's not the finale. Is it? Was it fifth this week or fourth? This sixth week? this week, I think. There we have eight total. We have eight total. Okay. So next week we will be going to see D and D at some point. Yes. We will talk about uh, uh, Honor Among Thieves, which, which is reviewing incredibly well, like incredibly well. So we're gonna check that fifth out this week. So we got three more. What's that? Three more? Three okay. More. Three, oh, fifth week this week? week? Okay. So we got three more episodes. So we're going to check out. We won't talk about but maybe we'll do a mid-season. Let's do like, we'll do we'll do a revisit next week while we'll heat is here. It'd be a good reason to do that. A little know? mid-season review on that. We'll yep. get some th- yep. thoughts on The Last of Us. We'll talk about WrestleMania. We'll talk about D&D, Honor Among Thieves. I want to talk a little bit about Diablo 4. I didn't get a chance to get that in tonight. Mm-hmm. Or Diablo. Oh, yeah. Diablo 4. That game is going to be a problem. I, <laughs> I, I, I can tell. June. I can tell. Uh, I really hope that movie ends with uh, being a group playing in campaign. I mean, hey, man, who knows? Who knows? I wouldn't uh, be mad about it. I know tone is a little concerned about but, I mean, obviously reviews have to be somewhat encouraging. Yes. Uh, it's reviewed incredibly well. Can we check it out? Uh, keep an eye out. Renfield premiered last night, so at some point we're going to start hearing people's thoughts on Renfield. Mm. Uh, so, uh, dude, April's going to be a hot month. Yeah, we got a lot of For stuff. Content. We got Mario. We've got Suzu. We've we got, got Mario next Renfield. Week. Next week is Ren or uh, Mario. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of shit to talk about in the month of April. Make sure you're here on Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have a lot of great stuff. EA Sports Golf. Now, here's the thing, you guys. Um, I am going to start streaming EA Sports Golf on Monday nights, something to chill. I know Jay Hill's going to play. Um, the thing is, right now, the issue, and, it, and it's it's mind-boggling to me, uh, EA Sports uh, PJ Tour will not have cross-play at launch. Now, I don't understand that because all EA titles typically have cross-play, so it's weird that they won't have uh, a cross-play for golf. But I want to play some games with Jay Hill. So I bought it on PlayStation 5. So if you are on PlayStation 5 and you want to play, uh, if you are thinking about picking up PJ Tour Golf, we're going to be streaming that on Monday nights. Build up kind of like a clubhouse type of thing. Do some tournaments. Have some fun. Chill out. So not next Monday, but the following Monday, I'll be streaming PGA Tour Golf on Monday nights just to hang out, have some beers, play some golf. I used to get drunk at Golf League. Uh, many years ago before the kids were born. Perfect reason and, to do it again. Hey, um, well, it's a Monday. So, right. 
Uh, Mario is next week. What's uh, Mario? Mario is uh, next week. I'm taking my kids. Oh, place. Mario the movie. Yeah, absolutely. I will be taking the boys to go see that as well. Sorry, Crash. Is that that is next week? Yeah. It'll be Thursday. the it'll be the night after we do our show though, so it's okay. Right. We'll well, we're, like I said, April's gonna be a hot month. Yeah. We I, I I don't think I don't have any major plans, so we should have consecutive shows throughout the month. I of think April. we're good for April. I think it we're looks, good it for looks April. Like it's good for April. So we're gonna have a lot of shit to talk about, a lot of shows, a lot of movies, a lot of games. It's gonna be hyped, y'all. It's it's 2023. Things are starting to pick up. It's mm. we're busy on all fronts. Yeah, absolutely. We're busy on all fronts. Uh, like Tone said, we appreciate the, uh, the support, the shares, the likes. If you're listening on uh, iTunes, if you're listening on Spotify, let us know in the comments what you think of the show, what you think of what we're talking about, Evil Dead Rise. Yes, we'll be going to see that. That's reviewing incredibly well. How hyped are you for fucking Evil Dead Rise? April 21st. Boy. Like I said, dude, we are jam-packed with content in April. We'll have a lot of stuff to talk about. Join us next week, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Twitch. Rohit Raju. The little guy here. Oh, uh, he's going to kill you, bro. He's like this tall. We're going to have a big show next week. We're really excited to have him back on. We'll have a lot of stuff to talk about. For Fanboy Tone, I'm the dude 79. Hope everyone has a great weekend. I think I'm going to stream on Friday night. I don't know what I'm streaming on Friday night. Maybe some know. Halo. You don't know. Let's do some Halo. All right. You know what? Eh, I haven't done Halo. I might while. be around for Friday night for some Halo. You might be around for a Friday night. You're not going anywhere. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do some hail. But if not, we will see you next Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Go see John Wick 4. It's fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. Night, everybody. See it.